Happy Sunday, church family. I'm really looking forward to walking through the scriptures with you this week. So today let's talk about these verses in Mark. Many of us are probably familiar with the story of the man lowered through the roof to be healed by Jesus. But not only is this a story of healing, in these verses, Jesus tells us that he has the power to forgive sins. And at first glance, it seems that it's crazy that the Pharisees are more surprised by Jesus' claim to forgive sin than to heal. But really, when we think about all the damage that sin causes, we realize that while medicine treats and the bodies heal, our heart intent is evil without the intervention of God on our behalf. Also, what a picture of friendship and loyalty. The friends of the paralyzed man were dedicated. People had come from all around the city just to hear Jesus, and many hoping to be healed. They were met with like impossible odds, but they were so committed to their friend's healing that they were willing to dig through the roof just so their friend could see Jesus. And what an example these men are for how we as a church family are to dig in to caring for each other, even against impossible odds. I wonder if the paralyzed man told his friends not to worry about it when he saw the long line. I'm sure he didn't want to burden his friends any more than he felt he already had. And it's easy to say, let me know if you need help, because we don't want to impose if they don't want us to. But knowing that it's difficult for someone to reach out and ask, we need to continue to pursue. Sometimes I'm afraid that if I continue to pursue, then they may be annoyed with me. Or if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm afraid that they're going to reject me. But really, if that's what I fear, I need to put my pride aside and I need to continue in pursuit of relationship. I was recently made aware of a friend who seemed to reject me, but she was really just in a dark place and she didn't even know how to show me that she wanted a relationship. And since I didn't put aside my fear of rejection, I missed an opportunity to show this woman love. And while God continued to pursue her and bring people into her life to bring healing and love, I can't go back and change what I didn't do. But because of God's grace, I pray that next time I will not fear what man or woman thinks of me, but I will pursue. And I encourage you to do the same. So next in this passage comes the big wow moment. The the man gets lowered down and Jesus... Seeing the faith of the man's friends, not the man's faith, but the faith of his friends. So think about that for a second. So Jesus sees the faith of this man's friends and says, your sins are forgiven. And this is the part of the story where I'm wondering, as these faithful friends look on, if they really thought, oh, cool, his sins are forgiven. Or if they thought, what do you mean his sins are forgiven? Joe is the nicest guy you could ever meet. He doesn't need his sins forgiven. He needs to walk. He needs to feed his family. He needs to feel like a whole person again. I trusted you, Jesus. I believed you could heal him. That is really what I need. I get it. I really do. And maybe I'm projecting a little because in truth, I don't actually have faith like those friends friends did. And I stand before Christ wanting to be healed, wanting my problem to be over. I trusted you, Jesus. And I'm a little confused. And the Pharisees, they were angry and confused. They were just thinking that Jesus was out of his mind. He's claiming to do what only God can do, and we can't stand for this. Immediately, Jesus knows their hearts. Jesus, knowing that this will not actually change their minds, still does the miracle. I mean, Jesus, knowing that these men will still crucify him, does the miracle anyway, right in front of them. He did it for the man, for his friends, for the crowd, and for you. Right there, in front of that whole crowd, Jesus tells the man to get up, take his mat, and go home. And they all praise God. I mean, Joe's friends were praising God, and the people watching were praising God. I'm guessing the Pharisees were sulking away at this point, which is like a total miss. And not just for the Pharisees, but for everyone in the crowd. See, Jesus shows us his priority here. Sin is death. Forever death. The body, that's just now. That's just what we can see. But it feels so important right now, doesn't it? So that's why we need to ask ourselves as we read this scripture. 
and the rest of the passages because they are really amazing. So I really recommend that you don't miss them. But we need to ask ourselves, are we chasing the physical? Are we wanting to see change and perfection in front of our eyes right now? Or are we seeing what the crowd missed, that Jesus forgives sins? He fixes our broken relationship with God that we cannot even dream of ever being reconciled. And then we become the messengers of reconciliation. I alone do not have the power to change someone's heart or circumstances or actions, but I serve a God who can forgive sins. And that is life-changing, eternal life-changing. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you have forgiven forgiven our sins and that we have the power over sin right now. Draw us closer to you and draw us closer to each other. Amen.